Hey guys, quick announcement. So I'm hoping you'll be very excited about this. The Suzanne Venker show is now going to drop three episodes per week. In addition to the main one that gets dropped on Sundays, for those of you who are regular followers, you probably know that there's going to be two additional ones on Tuesdays and Thursdays, shorter versions, real quick ones. But, um, there's just too much that I want to cover that I can't cover once a week. And I also want to do, um, have a few, have fewer guests on as well. I'm still going to have guests on periodically, but you'll be hearing mostly from me going forward. So, um, I recommend subscribing to the show. So you get notifications with the topic of the day, each time a new episode has dropped. And also please consider becoming a Patreon supporter. So you get free books and an early release of each episode episode. Plus those who sign up at the $10 level get a 100% free digital copy of my brand new book, How to Get Hitched and Stay Hitched. You can do all of this at suzannebanker.com forward slash podcast. And now on with the show. From the magnificent Midwest, it's the Suzanne Venker Show, where men and women are equal in value but wildly different by nature. Join us here every week when we challenge the culture's hugely flawed narratives about men, women, sex, and love. From coast to coast and from around the world, thank you for joining us. So today I'm going to talk about five reasons women don't get what they need from men. This is an important um, episode because it really gets to the heart of what I do every week in my coaching sessions. And I I have to tell you, you know, pretty much what I do is the same thing on repeat. I have a very specialized group of people. This is not counseling. This is coaching, which is very, very different. And, um, you know, it doesn't get into mental health stuff and all of that. That's not what I do. This is, this is a behavioral, dynamic that is so prolific today that virtually all the calls that I get, all the clients that I get are are essentially dealing with the same thing, which for those of you who might be interested, um, I'm also planning because this is what I'm doing on repeat. I'm planning next year on doing an online course where people can sign up and go at their own pace. Um, and learn all of the, all of the stuff that I teach in my coaching sessions, um, you know, sort of on their own personally, you know, where with videos and instruction PDFs and all of that. So, um, that's in the works for next year, mostly because like I said, I'm doing the, pretty much the same thing on repeat. And while I love to work individually with people, um, I feel like I can really help a lot more people if I put it together in, in the form of a course. So just something to be watching out for more on that later. Um, in the meantime, I'm going to start with this sample email from a man named Joel. Hi, Suzanne. I'm a longtime follower. I first heard you on focus on the family years ago. I introduced you at that time to my wife who doesn't agree with your philosophy and disputes that you were on focus on the family. Sadly, I haven't been able to find that episode to prove it to her, which is what I have to do with everything that I say. So I don't say much anymore. She's the woman you described in today's podcast. 
She grew up in a chaotic home and is uber controlling. She doesn't see it and blames me for, well, everything. Consequently, I think I'm about ready for divorce. I don't know what to do. We've tried counseling many times. We've had probably 10 of those 10. Two have actually tried to address her behavior. And as soon as they do, she won't go anymore. I'm always defensive. I always feel criticized, even when she isn't. I just hear it. I feel broken. I don't know what to do. Thanks for listening, Joel. So if I get an email, if I get a an outreach, let's call it that, from, from a husband, it's pretty much some version of the same thing. And if I get one from a wife or a woman, it's it sounds something like this. This one is from Jessica. When asked on the intake form what her greatest frustration is when it comes to her marital relationship, she writes that it feels like too much falls on her shoulders and she doesn't feel like she can rely on her husband. He doesn't make decisions. He leaves it to me to pull the trigger to get anything done. Well, actually, she wrote, she phrased it, to get anything I want done, done. He doesn't push back against me. He lets me run right over him with anything I want or think I want. And I feel like this has a major impact on a relationship and has dried up my libido. Okay. So those are somewhat extreme, I guess, um, but pretty in line with what I hear all the time. It's the same general dynamic. So I thought I would take this opportunity to explain, like I said, five reasons women don't get what they need from men, why I'm phrasing it that way, rather than five reasons men don't get what they need from women. Um, and then, and then, and then explain the dynamic that's going on that I, um, teach in my, in my coaching. Number one reason a woman doesn't get what she means she needs from her man. She has her guard up. So that's just another way of saying that she doesn't trust the man she's chosen, even though it may not feel that way at the time, or she may not be aware of it at the end of the day, we're dealing with a generation or two of women who have been taught to be utterly distrustful of men. Either they are products of divorce and so they have a bad relationship with their dad, or maybe they're not products of divorce and their mom didn't like her dad <laughs> um, or, or emasculated her father. Um, and she, she therefore didn't get what she needed from her father in terms of that protective piece. And so she came away with just basically the idea that you can't depend on a man to be a man, you know, that you have to step up and do it for them. And you don't, you just don't trust that they're going to provide and protect, even though that's in their DNA to do. That is their natural instinct and desire of the average man is to provide and to protect. But when you enter the relationship with your guard up, basically a wall that doesn't allow him to do that, the relationship begins to break down. And it may be that when you're starting, well, it's not maybe, it, it almost always when you're first dating or first together, that's not what you're presenting to him. Because if you did, you wouldn't have quote unquote gotten him. When you're dating somebody, you're very open. You're very loving. You're very, you put on your best attire. You put on your face. You smile a lot. You, you're going through these motions to sort of get the other person. And that 
in order to do that, you're, you are the complete opposite of trust, uh, sorry, of not trusting. You are trusting and you're open and that's drawing him in. So if that's a game, so to speak, or if that breaks down over time, and the truth is you really don't trust men or this particular man, then your guard is always going to be up and he can't, he can't do what he wants to do. And that's why you can't get from him what his natural instincts are. Because when, when a woman does not have the skills to bring out the best in her man, it causes him to act in the opposite of his true nature. And again, his true nature is to provide and to protect and to romance and to take care of and all of those wonderful things that you saw when you were first dating. But a woman very often changes her tune over time. And this breaks down his ability to be that person that he was when you were first dating. And this is why it's so important to understand that women really are the relationship drivers. They're the navigators because men are naturally responsive to women. Women don't really respond to men. It's, it's men who respond to women. However, whatever it is you bring to the table, you will get back from them. So it does begin and end with you. And, and you have to get to the point where you are not bothered by that fact, or you don't have a very sort of childlike, well, why does it have to fall on me kind of thing if, before you can affect any change? Because you, you just got to, you got to grow up and get beyond that and say, this is the way it works. And, and, and the, the flip side of saying, well, why does it fall on me is actually, oh, wait, you mean I actually have the power here? I don't have to wait for him to change. I can affect change myself in the way that I behave and, and, um, and talk and, and all of that. Well, yeah, you can. So that's a, that's a very empowering message. So that's number one. They just don't trust. They let, they have their guard up. Number two, they micromanage. That's a big one. This is especially true once you've been married for some time. It's not so obvious in the early years or certainly not so obvious in the dating if you're not in the same um, apartment or home. But once children come along and life moves on, it's um, life marches on, I should say, it it gets really dicey. Um, because women will often go into their nesting mode and this is how things, you know, they're going to run the home. And then when they want quote unquote help from, 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 from their husbands on the home front, or when it comes time to sort of divvying up those tasks, if you will, it, it becomes an issue of, um, you know, can you help me with this? then he will attempt to do so. And then you will correct him and tell him that that wasn't the way you wanted it done. And this is an extremely common scenario. I mean, there's just no way anybody listening to this cannot relate because it, it happens pretty much across the board. And so it's it, that actually kind of leads into let to number three, which is women's inability to let go and the micromanaging and the letting go work hand in hand, because when you stop micromanaging and you let go and let, things be done the way he's going to do them and just be um, thankful and appreciative of the way he does them without telling them how to do it. Um, understanding that he doesn't want to be mothered or told how to do something. He just wants to do it for you and have you fall all over him and say how great he is for doing it. it it's an appreciation thing rather than a. So, so the micromanaging is another extremely um, disincentivizing behavior 
that causes the man to not, to not be who you, to not be the person you need him to be because you're deflating his ability to come in and be your hero and get things done because you asked, you know, or, or even if you didn't ask, maybe you've divvied up the tasks and he just knows to do them or what have you. The way to get him to do that, if you want to phrase it that way, is not by micromanaging him. It's by sitting down together and coming up with what needs to be done and who's going to do what, and then letting him do it at his pace. Um, now that's not to say that there's, I mean, I can hear people now go, what if he doesn't do it? There's a plan for that. <laughs> this is like literally what I do every week with, with my wives um, in coaching. Um, there's a plan for that, but you, all I can tell you is that micromanaging is not it. Okay. That's my point here. This is just a quick uh, episode. So I'm not going to get into all the different ways that you can have a great marriage. That's not what this is about or get a man to, um, to get what you need from a man. I'm just going to give you the points as to what not to do basically. Okay. So that again, number three, they won't let go and learn to receive. So be able to be on the receiving end. Again, the best way of, um, putting yourself in this boat mentally is to go back to when you were dating in your head. Think about how you acted and behaved when you were dating. You immediately feel the um, shift in the dynamic just by thinking about that. Because if he did something for you, you were like, oh my God, thank you. You know, it's just, it was just a completely different way of communicating with him, which is what got him on board. That same thing will work your entire life. Yes, you're going to get off track. There's no way to like, you know, act the same way you did in the first year for 40 years and not screw up, obviously. But the point is to know how to get back on track, to start thinking immediately, oh God, how, what, what was I like? You know, what did bring out the best in him? And then know how to get right back on board. Number four, they complain and or nag, or basically are just very negative instead of happy and smiley. Men do not respond to negativity. They do not like complaining, nagging, or negative negativity. If he gets that, you're going to get the worst from him. If, on the other hand, he gets smiley, happiness, um, light, um, beauty, all of those things that make you so beautifully you as a woman, you're going to get the absolute best out of him. They're, you're going to get what you need. The more you fall into your feminine nature, the more you're going to get what you need from him. The more you fall away from it, having your guard up, micromanaging, not learning to receive, having to instruct, nagging, then then you're going to get the worst from him. So it pretty much is cut and dried. Like the system, the way it works, it works every time. It's just a matter of understanding it and having a strategy and then remembering to do it. And then number five is they assume the worst instead of the best of men or of their man, but let's just say of men in general. And I think this is really the most unfortunate because again, they've been groomed. Women today have been groomed to think the worst of men. And it's just a constant daily degradation of men that they must contend with. So to get it out of their system and to think back to, you know, what they envision when they look at classic movies, for example, look at the way women looked at men in older movies, right? When 
when men were really, you know, manly and women were really womanly, they wore dresses and heels and they were happy and light. And you'd see this on the screen and the man was just, you know, very uh, uh, masculine. And there's an energy there between them that you can um, sort of conjure as if you, if you've seen any of those films you can see how responsive men are to that type of um, behavior and look and general overall mindset and attitude. And it's just, it's um, they, you know, you look up to a man and you think highly of him, not assume the worst or tell them what they're thinking. That's another thing that they don't like because you think he's thinking negatively when he's really not. So that's the fifth, assuming the worst instead of the best of men. Why not take, um, why not just assume unless you have some reason to believe a concrete behavioral reason that he has acted out that you can point to, you know, this is, this is bad behavior or this is you know not good. Don't just, just assume that there's a good reason for what he does and the way he's living and the way he's thinking and, 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 and try to lure it out of him, you know, learn from it rather than come down on him and, and assume that it's bad. So those are the five things that women do that keep them from getting what they need because this behavior that I just described, the response to that is that men will act in the opposite way of their true nature, which is to provide and to protect and to take care of things and to romance you and all that stuff that pretty much went on at the beginning of your relationship. Those behaviors pull that out of him and cause him to, you know, go on the attack or to become defensive or to run away or to stonewall or whatever those things are. And that's that it's, it's, it's frustrating because there was a time when women mothers would teach their daughters, like what men needed. One of the best films I've ever watched about this particular Um, about what I'm talking about is my big fat Greek wedding. Go watch that tonight. Find it. I don't know where it is, but it will, you'll understand exactly what I mean. If you watch it, I mean, there's just constant lessons on how to deal with men. And um, we've just lost that. It just doesn't exist anymore. And that's unfortunate because women are flailing about in the dark, just having no clue what men need or how they can make their relationships better by, by certain behaviors that, that they're exhibiting. So that's it. Um, five reasons women don't get what they need from men. Um, pass it on to anyone you think might need it. And that ends this hour of the Suzanne Venker show. Before you leave us, I'd appreciate it if you take one minute to give us a review at Apple podcasts or whatever platform you use. If you've done that already, or if you can't leave a review on your podcast player for some reason, please consider sharing the show with a friend or a family member. Word of mouth is the primary way we get the word out about The Suzanne Banker Show. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week. Bye.